0: Welcome to the Scrubs Off Duty Podcast. My name is Brie. I'm 22 years old, a newly married wife, dog mom, and a nurse. I think you'll like this podcast if you love all things self care, health care, and just some random things about life. Thanks so much for listening. Hi, you guys. Welcome back to the Scrubs Off Duty Podcast. It's episode two. And this episode I've been wanting to make for a while. It honestly has taken me a while to get to the point where I feel comfortable talking about this. This is a little bit of a vulnerable topic, vulnerable subject. I am gonna talk about some burnout, how I was doing mentally. So if you don't feel like this is an episode you can listen to. This is your little warning. Um I don't want to make anything worse for anyone. So if you don't feel comfortable listening to this, go ahead and leave now. I totally respect that. We're good but if you want to hear about it and hear about what I feel like I went through, what I'm feeling like now and what I did to get to this place, then listen. <laughs> but I do talk about burnout in this episode, but I don't want that to deter like I m- my experiences, I don't want you especially if you like you're a new grad nurse or new to healthcare or in nursing school like I don't want you to ever think that I don't like my job and that I don't like being a nurse and that you shouldn't do this. Like I would never want anyone to think what I'm saying is saying that because I love my job. I love being a nurse. I wouldn't change it for the world. And I love supporting new nurses and new you know, nursing students and anyone in healthcare. So I would never want to change your mind or make you think this is like the bad wrong career decision. And you shouldn't do this. This is not what I'm saying at all. I'm just telling you what I've gone through, what I've learned from it and what I'm doing to hopefully prevent ever going into that place again. And I hope maybe we can learn a thing or two together (laughs) And help each other out, and know that like this is such a rewarding career and if i if we had the right tools, I think it would be so much easier to be in this career um but unfortunately, it's very lacking yeah it in most most people I know that have been in this field for a while would agree with that, so Let's just get into it, okay? So <laughs> I've been an ER nurse for almost three years, and I love it. I knew that I wanted to be an ER nurse once I stepped foot in the ER because I was like, oh my God, this is home, this is my place, and I still feel that way. I still love it. I currently do not work full-time anymore. I work at least one 12-hour shift in the ER a week, and then I'll pick up here and there more depending on like how I'm feeling. Um, My husband and I started a travel nurse contract in Arizona in almost a year ago, February of 2023. And we extended, we loved it so much. We stayed until the end of July, almost August. And I loved being in Arizona. I loved the people we worked with, but it was a very challenging assignment for me because we were at a smaller community hospital and there was just a big lack of resources, and it was very different because the previous hospital I had worked at was not that way. And so it was challenging in a different way. And they were just so understaffed and lacked so many resources. Like, I really felt like I was getting so frustrated with working conditions because I, one thing about me is I'm very, very passionate. If you haven't picked that up yet, like, I'm an extremely passionate person. My dad has always taught me to do everything 150% effort. Like, and I try to fix things. I'm naturally like a fixer. And I know like, this is something I'm working on. Like you can't fix everything. (laughs) And like, I feel like a lot of ER workers are fixers because we're like, okay, we're going to fix this and fix this and then send you off on your way. And that's just like kind of our mindset, kind of our personality. But like, you can't fix everything. And there were really frustrating times when I, we were so short-staffed and lacking things. And like, you you just want to fix it. You want to make it better. And like, I feel like I almost liked working there more and like staying there longer because I felt like I was helping. I felt like I was fixing by being there, you know? And again, no hate. Like, I loved this. I still talk to so many people that I worked with there. And, but I think that was like the icing on the cake for me when my burnout started. So back in May, I want to say is when I started feeling this way, I would randomly start to get anxiety attacks. And that's not really anything I've struggled with in the past before. I mean, you know, I've I've been anxious, I've been sad, I've had ups and downs in life, but like never to the point where I like randomly was getting anxiety attacks, like waking me up on my sleep in the middle of the night feeling like I couldn't breathe, like it was the weirdest thing I've ever been through and luckily I haven't had an anxiety attack in a while but it was just so so weird to me and then I kept having them I had them in June and what really was struggle was a struggle for me was that like I got engaged in June and it was such a happy time I was I mean literally on cloud nine so excited and like I would get these anxiety attacks and like, yeah, work, work sucks. Sometimes works really hard. I'm stressed out, but like, I'm happy. And like, I knew I was happy. And it was such a weird feeling like such a happy time in my life, just getting engaged, you know, all these great emotions feeling also at the same time, so horrible. And like it, I felt guilty because it's like, what do I have to be upset about right now? Like, this is everything I've ever wanted. Like, I am so happy to be engaged. I'm so happy to be at this stage of life. Like I'm so excited for this next chapter. Like, why am I feeling this way? Like you're, I, I felt I felt bad for for having anxiety and having anxiety attacks, and I was like, you 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 look ungrateful. Like that's kind of how it felt to me to be feeling those bad emotions when I should be at such a happiness level in my life that I've never been at before. And it was a really weird weird time for me. Like I I really didn't know what to do and I thought, okay, well, it must be work. It must just be work that's feeling this way like and we had already planned to take the month of August off and then start a new travel contract in September. So, I was like once I take, you know, our month off in August, I'll be recouped, I'll be better. I We'll get out of this little funk i'm in and it'll be good like and i'm also away from my family and like you know all these factors i was talking myself through I'm like it's gonna get better i'll be better this is a temporary anxiety and it'll get better so august comes around and we take the month off there were a lot of family things happening that's when we found out about brandon's grandpa and just a lot of stress with the family a lot of things you know we were going through personally transitions and life decisions and it kind of felt like almost for me like life was just not working out and everything we had planned and and I'm I Brandon is definitely more of the planner in the relationship like day to day things, but I'm like a big five-year plan sort of girl. I always have been. And I've always had this plan in my head of like what I wanted my life to look like. And I always plan out my year. And like, I know that's so unrealistic because you can't live your life by, you know, the plan you think is going to happen. But that's just the way I've always been. And so... When I feel like things aren't working out as I had anticipated, it was, it, it gets frustrating, you know? Of course, how could that not be? But when it was like back to back to back things of like not working out, this doesn't work out, that's not working out. Oh, here's another curveball. It just was so frustrating. And I was feeling worse because I was like, gosh, I really was thinking this time off would fix everything for me. <laughs> and obviously it didn't, and it was just really, it was a really hard time. I, I think the month of August and September and even October are part of it were the lowest lows I've ever had in my life. And again, it just felt really hard for me to feel that way. Like I felt so much guilt feeling that way because I'm like, you should be so happy right now. And I was, I am, I, I was happy I had my happy times I had my happy moments and I was so grateful for everything in my life but it was just this weird like why are you feeling this way and I almost didn't even like no welcome to fuller butts a behind the scenes plastic surgery podcast yes you heard that right Join your co-hosts, Dr. Sam Fuller and Dr. Dan Butts, board certified plastic and reconstructive surgeons on an exclusive full access pass into the world of plastic surgery. Combining their expertise and training, doctors Fuller and Butts will share medical insights, detailed explanations, and lighthearted humor to keep you entertained and informed. We're certain you'll become passionate about the plastic surgery specialty and between debunking myths, Uncovering truths or just making you laugh out loud at their perspective on this creative and artistic field we've got something for everyone because i i've 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 handled stress before I've been through hard times I'm like you've been through a lot before, like why is it so hard for you to handle this right now and it was just i it was more of like a mental battle with myself because it's like, come on, brie, like you know, and <laughs> It was just, it was really difficult. And there were people that were so supportive and there for me. And there were people that really made it harder for me. And, you know, I I clung on to the people that were supportive in my life. And I'm so thankful for them. And I ultimately, I started going to therapy. And I ultimately, you know, found multiple reasons why I was feeling this way and started working through those things and i cannot recommend therapy enough you know i i just feel like as a healthcare worker especially in the er I, I i mean i can i'm speaking from experience of you know who i know and the people that i work with and just the atmosphere and typical stereotype i'm not trying to stereotype but the typical stereotype of an er nurse i can't speak on other specialties but like we're pretty much taught to like you know go through these hard things and see these hard things and then move on and get over it because you have a bajillion other things to do and like I feel like I started nursing in such a hard time with COVID and I felt like I was kind of thrown to the wolves you know and I didn't learn all the proper coping mechanisms and I didn't learn how to take care of myself and like I worked way too much overtime when I first started because I didn't know what else to do and I I lost myself as a person like I only identified as being a nurse and I love being a nurse I love 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 being a nurse but like I forgot who I was before I became a nurse it's like what did I like to do in my free time what did I like to do you know, when I wasn't working, like working doesn't need to be my only thing I do. Like on my off days, I, I didn't know what to do with myself. So then I would pick up a shift and it's like, no, you were a person before you were a nurse. You were a person before you went to nursing school. You had hobbies, you had dreams, you had things you liked to do. Like you had passions. And so I feel like originally one of my hobbies or my creative outlets Was social media and posting on TikTok. And like, I loved it and I loved the community I got out of that. But then, where I kind of struggled with that was that, like, I am so niched, you know, my name is Brie Brie, the nurse. So I'm so niched on nursing that I felt like all I could post and all I could talk about was nursing. And so it was like, okay on my off days, I'll just make things about being a nurse and nurse, 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 nurse. And that was all I could ever think about. And then it was like, who am I? Like, who am I besides this? Like, you know, and it it was just a weird time for me trying to figure out like what my passions were again and what my hobbies are. And, you know, I have more to me than work. You don't see other career paths, doing this, you know, like people that, you know, work a nine to five office job and sales, like they don't do that. You know, they don't make their whole identity, their job, they have a life outside of work. And I feel like it's so easy to just get caught up in the mindset of like, oh my gosh, I'm a nurse. And because you've been working so hard, You've been working so hard, you went through nursing school, you worked so hard to get to this point, and you're proud of yourself, which you have every right and reason to be. But it's like, don't just don't forget who you were before you became a nurse. Don't lose your passions and creativity and hobbies that you had before you became a nurse because it's so easy to get wrapped up in identifying yourself as solely a nurse, but you're more than that. You might be a wife. You might be a mom. You might be a sister. You might be a daughter. Like you might be a photographer on the side. You might be, you know, a yoga instructor. You might be all these other things. So don't forget about those things that you were before you were a nurse because that was something that I I really, I didn't even know what was happening until it was too late. And it was like, I don't even know who I am anymore. Like, I don't even know what I like to do. And it was just the weirdest time for me. And I get asked all the time because I know this is like a recurrent thing for more than just me, which is why I'm talking about it. Like, what what do you do? What are your hobbies? Because I feel like you go through nursing school and you don't really have much time to do all the things you love because you're studying so much and working so hard and, You know, you have clinical, maybe you have a job too. Maybe you'll have a family. Like it's really time consuming. So I seriously get asked all the time, like, what are your hobbies? And I think my biggest thing is to find a creative outlet, find self-care, however that may be for you to spend your time on your days off and, you know, take care of yourself because it's so important to take care of yourself. You can't take care of yourself you know, once a month, like you need to make sure you're taking care of your mind, your body, your soul, everything after your shifts, whether that's like you do your skincare after your shifts and just take some deep breaths or you call your best friend or you read a book. Like you need to try to do something to take care of yourself because you can't take the best care of your patients if you don't take care of yourself. And like, you know, I'm not trying to plug here, but Mel and I made our merch line. Self-care is health care in hopes of spreading the message that you need to take care of yourself. Self-care is so important and and you know we might not all practice self-care in the same way. What I do might not work for you and what works for you might not work for me, but the point of the matter is you are taking care of yourself because it's so easy as a caregiver, To neglect yourself and pour so much of your heart into taking care of others. And that's just in our nature. Like, that's how we are. We're gonna do that. But you can't forget about yourself. But some of my favorite hobbies and self care ways are, you know, doing skincare, reading a book. I love going to the gym. I love hanging out with my friends and family. I love taking my dogs on a walk, you know, getting outside, taking deep breaths, journaling is, you know, that journaling, I'll be honest, doesn't really work for me. But I know journaling works well for tons of people. I mean, there's there's so many things you can do can do more than just be a nurse. You know, like, I, I do this, I make videos. And you know, it might be silly to some people. But honestly, I think it saved me because it gave me A creative outlet. It gave me a community, you know. Once I figured out how to balance that, you know, I'm I am more than a nurse. People might not like when I don't post nurse, 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 but that's okay because I do it for me. I do it for my creative outlet. I do it to help my mental health and hopefully help some of you guys, of course, through that. But there's more more to life than your job. There's more to life than your career. Yes, you work so hard for it. Yes, it means so much to me. But there's other other reasons to like me. There's other reasons that I like myself, you know, like there's so much more than your job. And the problem when I started feeling like I was getting burnt out and having these panic attacks, I didn't know why. Because yeah, you know, work was stressful, but like, I've had worse shifts. I've had way worse days. Like, I've seen way worse things, but I think they all just compiled onto each other. And the way that the ER is, like, you're taught to go, 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 go. You are nonstop. You're go, 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 go. which I love. Don't get me wrong. I love that. I love staying busy. I am that type of personality. I can't just sit down and relax all the time. Like, I would much rather be busy and running my butt off and have 12 hours fly by and have critical patience. And I love the adrenal- adrenaline rush. Like I'm an adrenaline junkie. I love it. Like I live for it. And that's where I thrive. And like, I don't regret choosing my career. But I, the problem is like everything built up for me. And I made my body just be in constant fight or flight mode. Like I could not differentiate work and home. I wasn't sleeping like I was barely sleeping I I could not sleep well for months which is so I mean when that started happening I was like okay I need to do something because I normally sleep like a baby like I sleep so well I normally don't wake up like I started getting crazy hormonal acne that I've never had before like I've been so blessed my whole life with great skin And, you know, it was like, my body was telling me like, you need to slow down. You need to stop. You need to take care of yourself. Like something is not right. And I just didn't like who I was anymore. Like I, I was just always on edge and always so stressed and don't get me wrong. I still have those days. I'm not perfect, but like, I felt like I couldn't turn it off. You know, I was go, go, go running around at the ER and then I would go, go, go and run around at home. And it's like, wait, you're home, like you can, you can relax, you don't need to eat your food, your lunch, your breakfast, your dinner at home, like you do shoveling down five minutes at the desk, like you can slow down, you can, you can breathe. And I I felt like I couldn't. And it was just the craziest thing to realize, like, I can't relax like I literally cannot take a breather and relax and it it was just it wasn't fun (laughs) you know like I I was stressed constantly but I was like why am I stressed right now like everything's okay I'm not saving someone's life. I'm not, I don't, I don't need to run around to all these places and do these things in five minutes. Like, what am I doing? Like, you can breathe. And it was just like, I knew that, but I couldn't turn it off. And, you know, it, it, it put me in a really bad mindset for a while. And I was really, really struggling with it. And it's so weird to me because something I love so much also hurt me so bad you know I love working in the ER I love being a nurse but when you're so short-staffed all the time when you don't get your breaks when you see all these things and yeah the hospital might offer you a few therapy sessions a year but like some don't even offer you that and when you don't get compensated how you deserve like when you don't have good ratios, when, you know, all of these things add up and affect you. And I know there's a lot of people that feel this way. But also at the same time, I'm embarrassed to admit this almost, that I, I felt this way because I'm like, I compare myself a lot. You know, I think we all do naturally. And I try not to. Everyone's like, oh, don't compare yourself. It's so hard not to compare yourself to others And I'm always worried about what people think about me. I wish I could be one of those people that's like, oh my God, I don't give a fuck what anyone says about me. No, I care. I care, truly. And I hate that I care. I wish I didn't care. Because really, I shouldn't. The only thing that matters is what I think of myself, what my husband thinks of me, what our dogs (laughs) think of me. I mean, my family. Truly, my opinion is the only opinion that matters. I know myself. I know my truth. I know my heart. But I really struggled because I would look at these nurses that I would work with, and they're in their 60s. They've been nurses for, you know, 40 years, give or take. And I'm like, how are they okay? Like, how are they still doing this and they're fine? And it made me feel stupid, honestly. It made me feel stupid to be struggling. It made me feel stupid because I'm like, I should be tough. I should I should be tougher than this. They've been doing this for forty years. I've been doing it for three, and I can't handle this and i'm I'm having anxiety attacks and i I don't know what to do like I'm so stupid and like this is what I would tell myself, and like it's so toxic, and I learned recently. I saw, I saw this video that said like, why do you talk to yourself this way? But would you ever say that to your friend if they came to you with your problems and told you these things? Would you say that to them? Would you call them stupid for feeling that way? No. So like, why do we talk to ourselves like that? I don't know. But I'm just being honest. And like, I felt weak and stupid and I still feel that way sometimes because I'm like oh my gosh and you know what I'm like they probably think I'm weak and stupid too because you know I'm just this little nurse and I can't handle it and I'm not tough enough to handle the ER and like I can't handle the stress and I'm at my breaking point like oh my gosh but I'm allowed to feel that way like everyone's paths aren't linear and I do think a big portion of it was being on nights again I love night shift. Night shift doesn't love me. Night shift doesn't love me at all. (laughs) I'm not made for it. It's just, it's not my area. Like my body just hates it. So I'm sure that didn't help. It's just, it was, it was crazy to me getting to the point where like, you know, I've, I've felt like, oh my gosh, this is a really hard week. Like I don't even want to leave my bed. Like this was a bad, bad week. I would have a few days off and I'd be recuperated. And like, it was just such a surreal moment for me having a month off and still feeling horrible and maybe even worse because the time that I had off, I felt like I couldn't even enjoy because I was like, I need to be doing something. Like I can't relax. I can't turn it off. Like I can't enjoy this time off because I need to be go, 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 go. And like, whether that's working or not, I would jam pack my day with a bunch of things to do to keep me busy that I couldn't think about how I was feeling and these emotions and events that I had to work through and process like I was avoiding them I was running from them basically and I don't recommend that you should not do that (laughs) but it's it's hard to actually you know come face to face with what what you're running from you know what you need to address and what you've been through and you know it's hard it's hard to talk about these things. It's hard to be honest with yourself and and feel weak because that was my biggest thing. I felt so weak for feeling the way I felt because I don't think of myself as weak, you know? Like, I'm like, I'm I'm strong. I've always been strong. I have to be strong. Like, that's who I am. I'm an e-yarners. Like, I'm a badass e-yarners. How the, why am I feeling this way? You need to be strong. But I honestly think asking for help and acknowledging, you know, I'm not okay right now, or I'm going through things, or I need to take a step back or I think that's being strong. I think that's being so strong. you know I just want you to know that if you've ever felt this way, if you've ever felt like work is so hard, if you've ever felt like you know I don't know if this is the right path for me like that's okay. You can feel that way. You're not weak for feeling that way. And don't compare yourself to others. Like, and these are things I, I tell myself. And you know, it's easy for me to sit here and tell it to you, but it's not easy to believe it. It's not easy for me to say that and accept it myself. Like, you know, that it's okay. It's hard. It's hard to be like, it's okay that I I wasn't okay. It's okay that I was going through things. It's okay that I didn't know if I still wanted to be an ER nurse. Because honestly, I was like, well, maybe I just can't handle it anymore. And what kills me as well is that like, I'm in the perfect situation with my husband being a nurse. I mean, being a travel nurse couple is just, it's amazing. I mean, we loved it. We loved it. We loved it. We loved it. And I feel like I ruined the situation by not being able to handle the ER. I mean, I could switch a specialty work for another year and a half and then go travel again. But it's like, I don't even know what I would want to do. But I honestly went through like, do I want to be an ER nurse anymore? Am I fit for this? Am I made for this? And I love it. Like, I I truly love it. I just feel like I wasn't given the tools to know how to process all of the emotions and the stress and the ups and downs. And I almost wish like we were taught that more in nursing school, like, you know, because it's it's a hard, it's a hard place of work. You see a lot. You go through a lot. It's long days. It's hard on your body. It's hard on your mental health. Whether some people are better at coping at it than others, like maybe I'm just not as good at coping with it. And that's okay. That's okay. And I've had to make peace with that. Like maybe, you know, maybe Joe is way better at coping with this and he's worked here for 40 years and he's kicking in and his mental health is great that's great for him I love that for Joe but like I need to worry about myself and I don't care if people are gonna say like oh my gosh you know she's needs to get over herself and grow up and grow a pair like people can think that but I just know that I'm more important and my mental health and my physical health is way more important and it's not normal to be stressed 24 seven and not know why or how to turn it off. And so I took a break for more than a month. And I started working in an IV infusion clinic. And a few people said to me like, Oh, that's what you got your nursing degree for. And I was like, that is a very interesting comment to say number one. But number two, why does it affect you what I'm doing with my nursing degree? And number three, I think no matter what you do with your nursing degree, you're making a difference somehow. So yeah, I feel fulfilled. I'm, I'm making a difference. I did struggle when I first started the IV hydration job because I was like, not as go, go, go. You know, it's not as fast paced. And I, I was a little bored. And I had to kind of get comfortable with that boredom and comfortable with the slower pace and comfortable not being go, go, go 24 seven. Like no one is dying right now. Like you can take a deep breath you're okay and it was a weird thing for me a weird transition and I'm comfortable with it now and I like it it's fun it's a nice little you know gig that I do and I love it like it I, I'm making a difference and I eventually decided that I felt better and I felt like I could start working in the ER again and so I picked up PRN in the ER and my first shift back I was like oh my gosh what did I do Cause it felt like all over again all those feelings that I had felt that I had worked through and gotten through and I was like, I love it here. I love the chaos. I love the adrenaline. I love the people I work with. But like, I don't love how it makes me. I don't love that I'm like so exhausted and cranky after my shift because I'm just burnt out of people yelling at me all day and you know just just not not it's not it's not fun. Like you get compassion burnout almost and I just knew like when I started nursing I knew I didn't want to become the miserable nurse that doesn't care about her patients that's all I knew I was like I'm promising myself I will never be that person that just doesn't care because I want to care I think caring is what what makes us nurses and makes us special and differentiates us you know Your heart is so important and your patients see your heart, whether they're yelling at you or not deep down, I believe that they truly know you have a good heart and good intentions and it's really hard to balance that. And I just knew like if I went back to the ER full time, I would turn into that person and that was my biggest fear. And so I set a boundary and I was like, no, I I cannot, I can't. Work full time because I'm, I just know right now, at least at this stage of life, maybe one day I'll be able to go back full time in the ER. But I just know right now, like, I cannot handle it full time. It's, it's a lot. And I know it's going to make me turn into a nurse I don't want to be, which I'm sure is going to affect me at home. And I don't want that. I don't want that for me. I don't want that for my patients. I don't want that for my coworkers. I don't want that for my husband. Like I want to be the best person that I can be for, for me and for everyone else in my life and for my patients. And so right now I have found it best for me personally to just work one shift a week in the ER, pick up more if I'm feeling better and feeling like, okay, I can handle this. And I also work at the IV hydration clinic. And so I have a good balance and it, and you know, I've gotten asked a few times, when are you going to come back to the ER full time? Like, I don't know. Never say never, but I don't know if I will, because right now I feel like I'm finally in such a good place. I get a taste of what I love because I love the ER. I love it, love it, love it. I can't tell you how much I love it. I love it. It's made me such a strong person. It's made me learn so much. It's made me confident and it's given me a backbone (laughs) it's it's really changed me as a person it's changed my perspective on life in so many situations like of just realizing how short life is and you can't take things for granted and I love everything it's taught me over these last few years working there but we have a little bit of a love-hate relationship and that's okay she has so many benefits (laughs) <laughs> but she has some cons, okay? She has some cons for me. They might not exist for you and I love that for you. I love that for you. But they exist for me and I just know that I right now can't can't do more than what I can handle because, you know, I need to put myself first and I need to take care of myself. And that's what I'm doing. So to some people they might see that as weak and giving up and you know, oh my gosh. I think it's pretty strong and I think if you're feeling this way if you felt like your job is really really hard and you're struggling and it's affecting you in your personal life like maybe evaluate like do I need to make a change you know how am I taking care of myself how am I taking care of my mental health like do I have good coping mechanisms to handle the stress and the emotions of this job like you know there's so there's resources out there but there's not enough you know and I I feel like hospital systems and schools nursing schools like kind of set us up for failure in that way of like not giving us enough resources for our mental health and for for us to make our our jobs easier and we've lost so many nurses and healthcare workers i mean i it makes me so sad to even think about it i made a video a few months ago about the nurse that took her life and wrote a letter to her abuser which her abuser was the hospital system, and I just know out of everyone that read it, a lot of people resonated with what she said. It was it was extremely powerful, and I I tried to share it and share resources, and I'll have resources linked here. I Operation Happy Nurse, I love. They are doing so many great things for the nursing community. They have so many great resources. They have a great podcast. They do events like so many things counseling groups and i just think it's important to know that if you ever feel this way you're not alone and there's people out there that feel this way and there's people out there that can help you work through your burnout and you know maybe maybe nursing's not for you and that's okay and i don't want anyone to feel like a failure for that because it's hard our jobs are hard it's hard to be so nice to people that aren't nice back and that yell at you and spit and kick and punch and like I mean it's hard to deal with it adds up it adds up and it starts affecting you and I just don't want any more people to feel like they're at such a low and they're alone and they don't know what else to do I I don't want anyone in that position because I almost felt like I was starting to get into that mindset and position and I I don't want anyone to feel like there's no one out there that can help them and there's no resources to support them because there are and I'm trying to use my voice and my personal experiences to share these resources because not enough people know about them. And I think if we're given the tools and the resources and the power that we need, you know, we would have such better outcomes as healthcare workers and even for our patients, but better outcomes as healthcare workers and, and love our job. I mean, you don't have to love it 24 seven, of course, but love our job and love who we are and know what to do when we aren't feeling that way, because it's okay. It's okay to not feel like yourself. It's okay to not feel like, you know, your job is for you. That's okay. And whether you can, talk it out and go to therapy and work through these things or whether you need medication. I mean, whatever it is that you need, it's okay. You're not weak. You're strong. Asking for help and talking to someone and looking at resources and taking steps to better yourself and your job and your home. And I mean, that is so strong. And I just want to do whatever I can to support people and to support other nurses and to support other healthcare workers because... It's hard. It's really hard. And I've, I've been there and I know so many others have been there and I just want to prevent more people from getting to that point where there's no turning back because it doesn't have to be that way. I don't think we have to hate our jobs. I just want to make, make a change. And, you know, it's, I found it really frustrating reading all the stories that come out of different, different healthcare workers that have taken their lives and, it's frustrating because it's like, I don't know what I can do to help. And I wish there was something that I could do. And, you know, obviously I can't turn back time, but if I could help someone else from getting to that point, that would mean everything to me. And I just wish it was more talked about to have these feelings and to experience this burnout and that it's okay that you're not weak because I didn't want to tell anyone how I was feeling. I mean, this was this has been months, and I haven't really opened up about it because I felt embarrassed, and I was like, you know what, Breed, like that's so stupid of you to feel that way because you could be sharing your story and telling people how you feel, and I think people will relate and resonate with that, and hopefully, you'll make a difference and make them feel less alone, and you can share these resources and make people feel like there are ways to feel better and to heal from their burnout and enjoy their life and their job. (sighs) And I'm sorry for making this such a heavy, heavy podcast, heavy, heavy episode. It's a lot. But I just think as a community, we all need to come together and support one another and make a difference. So besides sharing resources, if you have any ideas or any thoughts, comments, concerns, like if you just want someone to talk to, my DMs are always open, and if you have other resources that I should be sharing, like let me know. I would love to share them. And if you have ideas of how we can make a difference and help change burnout and help change our career, please let me know. Because I, I feel lost sometimes. I'm like, I, I want to help, and I want to make a difference, but it's it's sometimes like, where do I start? So... With that said, if you have any thoughts or ideas, message me, please, on Instagram. I will answer as fast as I can. I really try to read everything. But in the meantime, I will link the resources I do know of and love. And just know that I love you guys. And I just want you to know that you're not alone. If you've ever felt this way, you're not alone and if you've never felt this way, that's great, and I hope you don't ever have to experience burnout, but if you do get to that point, just know like there are, are resources for you, and I hope you use them and benefit from them and find them useful. I love you guys. Thank you for listening or for watching this episode, and we'll talk soon.